0: Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org.
1: Welcome everyone, my name's uh, Stephen Weeks, I'm Policy Manager with NHS Employers and this is one of our occasional series of podcasts on the issues facing us in the field of staff engagement and challenges facing the NHS and I'm delighted today to be joined by Hannah Forbes, co-founder of Optimise Limited, who've probably got more experience in dealing with these types of challenges than any other organisation, um, working with the uh, approach, listening into action with many trusts and we're going to explore in depth today how that approach um, can help organisations meet the challenges that we're currently facing. So, um, welcome Hannah and uh, thanks very much.
0: Thank you for inviting me today.
1: Just to begin, where did LIA and the ideas behind it come from and what was the the, um, initial uh, development of of LIA?
0: Well, we had been working with the NHS um, from 2004 on pieces of work that really related to how people collaborate and particularly clinical engagement and engagement between clinicians and managers to help to get to patient outcomes. Um, and uh, really felt very passionately about taking that to another level. In 2006, David Nicholson, who at the time was the chief executive of the NHS, um, invited us to help him with a piece of work that he was looking at doing, which was really to do with engaging frontline leaders, um, getting them back to the table and really wanting to lead the service and improvements to patient care. Um, He did a series of events um, which involved a lot of leaders around the country in that thinking and what they kept talking Mm -hmm. about was this um, huge need to really engage and mobilise the 1.3 million staff who work in the NHS. And our question back to them was, that's great and it's really good talking about it, Mm -hmm. but how do we do that in a practical sense? And from that, we started to do some pilot work, initially with sponsorship from David, um, trying out different ideas and methods to see what resonated with people on the ground right across the country. We worked with 12 different trusts of different sorts and on the back of that, we um, had devised what we thought was a really impactful 12-month journey that an organisation could go through, which would really start to get a shift in ways of working um, and impact patient care positively.
1: But in, in practical terms, you talk about the 12-month journey. What would actually happen and how would, uh, how would things be approached within an organisation uh, working, with, uh, with, uh, working with LIA?
0: The Listening Into Action 12-month journey um, always starts with a decision from the Chief Executive and the clinical leaders in the organisation that they want to do this. Um, And they want to do it because they recognise that what they're doing at the moment is not getting them to where they need to be. Um, The focus of their decision is always about making an impact positively on patient care across their organisation in a way that is really going to switch their staff on and galvanise them behind the kind of changes that they want to make. What we do is take them through this initial 12-month journey to help them get to a point of traction where new ways of working are starting to take hold and there's a local evidence base of the impact that it's having on patients and the way that it's making staff feel. In doing this and seeing the great stories and outcomes starting to come from the work that they're doing, it not only makes them feel proud and has a very positive and measurable impact, it also provides what we call the fuel Mm. to spread this way of working much more widely, which is where the traction really starts to pick up. At the same time, within this 12-month journey, the organisation is looking for and listening to staff telling them what are the things that we can unblock for you that would make the biggest difference and enable you to get on with doing your jobs, rather than, for example, dealing with bureaucracy, or lengthy processes to get simple things to happen.
1: The reason you begin with the CEO and the senior clinical leadership, is that because you're recognising the NHS as a hierarchical organisation unless you win them over, it's not going to get resources allocated to it?
0: Um, What we're trying to do at the beginning Mm. in having the chief executive and the Mm. senior clinicians on board is first of all position this as something that is absolutely about delivering the most important things that we're trying to do in a way that people like. Mm. But we're also trying to ensure that we don't end up with blockages along the way. And the only way to do that is to make sure that the leaders are on board from the beginning. Um, Not everybody all at once, that's unrealistic. It happens over time. And a lot of people will start off very cynical. Um, It sounds like things we've done before. What's different about this? Um, I'm too busy to get Mm. involved in something else. Um, And very importantly, this is never another layer of work. This is about trying to do the things that we're trying to do anyway in a different way that is going to have more resonance with the people who at the moment are saying that 70% of their personal energy at work is dissipated through all the reasons why they can't get on and do the things they want to do. So let's get that back.
1: We've tracked the um, success that organisations working with you have have had as measured by the staff's survey which is very impressive and above average in terms of levels of improvement but there are other organisations that haven't worked with yourself that have achieved similar levels of of improvement. What's the special contribution you think LIA makes um, over and above general approaches to staff engagement?
0: Um, Listening into action I think provides a systematic evidence based approach to get staff engaged on a widespread basis quickly. Um, That's one of the things about it. It's entirely based on what has proved to work in more than 100 NHS organisations through the pilot work and then the adoption in 60 or more organisations over the past few years. And we continually improve it. So we're always looking at what's going on in these organisations, what has worked really well, and let's bottle that back in to the way that the approach works. Um, Also, it's owned and led by the chief executive and the medics and other clinicians with support from others to unblock Mm. the way, so it's very outcome orientated. What do patients need? Mm. What do staff need? That's what it's all about, and if it's not something they need, let's not do it. But make no mistake, even in the best trusts in the country in the NHS, only 70% of staff say that they feel fully engaged Mm. and valued. And if you think about the the global evidence Mm. from Gallup and and the like, Mm. where they say 13% Mm. of people in organisations really feel properly engaged, we know that there is a huge opportunity to do a whole lot more. And in doing a whole lot more, that is really the key to unlocking the kind of quality of care that we want for our patients.
1: One issue that's come up a lot in the NHS is, is there a Um, a built-up cynicism, scepticism about this type of approach because there's been various initiatives and programmes that have not worked in in the past, and if so, how do you address that?
0: Well, there's a very simple answer to that. People believe when they see the evidence Mm. and the action, Um, and so one of the things with the Listening Into Action journey is that the action happens very quickly and is very visible. So part of the kind of campaign feel mm. about it is that whenever something good comes from this, let's show everybody so that we start to build a sense of there's something going on here. Everything about the approach mm. is designed to feel different from usual. Mm. It has to. If it feels the same, people will, will, will dismiss it mm. and, and put it to one side. So it's very important that they can see and feel the difference very quickly. And that starts at the top.
1: In terms of um, the other emphasis that I've, I've noticed about LIE, you're starting from the... Um, impact on patient care rather than seeing this as a HR-led initiative about being nicer to staff. Do you think that's a a key part of um, LIA's impact, is it that it starts from what are we trying to achieve through engagement rather than engagement itself?
0: Absolutely. A lot of, I think when you talk about staff engagement Mm. or employee engagement, Mm. a lot of people think this is soft stuff. Mm. Um, and that it's about maybe doing some surveys, maybe having some listening events. Mm. Um, there is no point in engaging people for engagement's sake. It's about engaging people because you're trying to get some things to change. Mm. It's about changing the way that we do change. And so listening into action is absolutely centered on the impact that we can have on patient care. And I think that's one of the things that has made it so impactful mm. and the reason why we get such a good response from people wanting to do it to adopt it. Partly that and partly because it's not about being a project or a a programme, it's about a sustainable shift, a fundamental shift in the way that we work and lead.
1: And on on that I know on your blog there's many many examples of the impact on patient care but are there any that spring to mind from your work where where you've seen the most dramatic impact or an an impact that's had the most um, impact on you individually in terms of uh, impressing you?
0: Um, I think one of the stories that I remember that has always resonated and I use as an example with a lot of people was a therapies team um, where they had a six week waiting time for elective patients coming in for their, um, their therapy appointments and the, they had a fantastic person leading this team, somebody mm. who you'd say you know, absolutely mm. uh, you know, knew what she was about, fantastic leader of her own team mm. and full of good ideas. Um, but what happened during the first two months of them working this way was that they reduced their waiting time from six weeks to zero. Yeah. And when we asked them how we did it and, and, and why it happened, they said, well, we knew what the solutions were. We just didn't think we could get on and make them happen. But what happened when we started to work this way was that we realized we had permission to act on those ideas we made it happen and now we've got a whole lot of more ideas about things we want to do to improve our service for patients. So it was sitting there just waiting to happen right. um, and this just unlocked it, unlocked the, the opportunity for them.
1: Uh, t- one issue that's been identified a lot is the degree to which frontline staff are, are trusted and enabled to take decisions um, using their own knowledge and using their own judgement. Is that an issue that emerges within, within the LIA?
0: It, it is mm. and it's a fundamental part of what LIA is about. Um, Because at the end of the day, we have um, wonderful, committed, talented Mm. experts out there working every day, Mm. whether they're a cleaner, a porter, a consultant, a nurse, a therapist. Um, They all have their talent, and they also have their own sets of eyes, and they see what's going on in their own areas, and they have many ideas about the things that will make them work better. Unfortunately, um, they sometimes feel that they have their hands tied behind their backs and that they're not able to take those ideas forward. They don't feel mm. they have permission to act and we have to change that.
1: If you wanted to leave our listeners with one thought, um, what, 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 would it, what would it be about the um, approach that the LIA has uh, um, adopted and the lessons that have come from that?
0: Um, when people feel switched on and positive mm. and happy in their work, anything becomes possible. And in the NHS, especially in an organisation like the NHS, we need that. We need mm. to find those, um, the, things, the, the, the best opportunities to make the biggest difference in the easiest way. And we believe that this is the biggest opportunity to do that. Switched on, happy people, happy patients.
1: Thanks very much for joining us, Hannah. And um, hopefully you continue to have a dialogue with yourselves and other people working in the field of staff, uh, staff engagement. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you.